All right, everybody, welcome back to Playlist with People. This is Ruben Gonzalez once again. I've said this intro like three times at this point. I'm kind of tired of it already. Um, <laughs> today I have a special guest on, my good friend, South Florida comedian, real funny guy, real cool guy. Uh, I have Reggie on with me today. Hello, how's it going? Welcome, uh, welcome people from podcast land. My welcome name is Reggie. From, from beyond in podcast land. Reggie has a fantastic podcast that I've been on a couple of times called Jibber Jabber with Reggie. So, you know, make sure you listen to that podcast as well. We were just talking about uh, playlists in general and the art of making playlists and how you can go down a rabbit hole sometimes and how, you know, yeah. sometimes the playlist is more about the vibe. It's like my playlists are like that sometimes where I'll have a random playlist where I'll have like different genres, but it'll be like somehow this like Red Hot Chili Peppers song ends and then and then this <laughs> it just goes somehow into this outcast song like it just, yeah. you know, I the vibe been- is there. A note on the Red Hot Chili Peppers for me personally, that band fell off so hard for me. Dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know. If you still fuck with them, that's cool. But like, I saw them live at the BBT Center. And then after that, no longer fucked with them. I just kind of like left it be. I was like, I'm good. It was a crummy ass performance. It was bad. No, it wasn't that it was bad. I, I did like Santi Gold's performance more, but mm. it was just like, I kind of outgrew it. I felt I was like, ah, oh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I I don't like them as much as I thought I did. No, I, I you know what's funny is I think that like in recent years, like it's come out where like people have kind of been like, you know what, they're not <laughs> all that we thought they were. Like, I think that the, there was some albums where I used to listen to them a lot, and I think it's just because I used to like smoke and listen to them and be like, yeah, man. But yeah, like no. you know, the last album that I remember liking a lot was the one with you know, like by the way. And um, yeah, but I remember like, that one. After that, and then they had like what was it like the Dan- the Stadium Arcadium, which is like a double disc, something like that, something and like the, that, and no one, one cared the, about it. The one with the fly that's on the pill that was the uh, that was the last one. Oh, that's the yeah. one I saw the concert for. But you know they played the hits because they're like they've been in the biz for a while. But yeah, man. Not not to take away from the original talk about playlists. Like I kind of feel like I wish. Not that I can't be a DJ, but like I wish that I was a DJ so I would have a better understanding of how to make them because I don't have lots of playlists. Like the playlists I have are um, people ask me, hey, what are you listening to? And then I make a quick playlist and I'm like, hey, this is what I'm listening to. And then I once tried to sit down and make a playlist and it's like, okay, but you know, I want this song, the mood of this song goes into this song immediately. Oh, but wait, there's too many songs that match this mood. I should really pick it up. I start thinking of playlists like in this wave, but then deeper than that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, but the way this one ends and this one begins, there's kind of, it kind of feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have the one playlist that I made, I made, I put one song in there, like a song and then the song that's sample, sampled from it is right underneath. And I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. cool because like they like, I don't know, just like to have that like little bit of like nod to the yeah. song underneath. I thought that was kind of cool. And like they didn't match thematically, but like just to see how one ended then go into the ex- next one. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, man. Me and Kevin just did a podcast about samples and we just did one mm-hmm. where like we and I did a playlist like that where. We we put the song on there, and then right after, I would find the song and put it the sample song. And I was listening to that playlist yesterday just by myself, and it was cool. Like I like listening to the to the old version of the song that they got it from, and it's interesting, man. But yeah, I, 
I do my playlist kind of like I, I just like if there's a song I'm really feeling and it's putting me in a good mood, I'll kind of just like make a playlist out of it. And then I'll just kind of eventually like drag songs to it um, on Spotify. And then if I like, you know, let's say I find another song down the line that I'm like, oh, this kind of gives me the same feeling as that other song. then I have like just these collaborative playlists going on and I'm constantly updating them and adding music to them and stuff. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I like I like other people's playlists. That's something <laughs> I, I like subscribe to a lot on Spotify. Yeah. I've subscribed to a couple of yours. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I'll, I'll go on my playlist sometimes and it'll be like, oh, I have three followers on this playlist. I didn't know that anyone was <laughs> checking this out. That's cool to know. Yeah. So like, I think like playlist making can be like, like there's a, there's a, there's an actual factual art to it. And then it can also just be very intimate. Mm-hmm. Like I've had, I've had uh, way too many like intense conversations start because I exchanged playlists with somebody. Absolutely. Like, like bordering on like, are, are we like, what's, what's happening here? Are we, this, what, are we best friends? <laughs> like, are we best friends? Are we fucking what's going on? Like, I know. <laughs> It's kind of funny, like, yeah, that's why I wanted to do this podcast in general is to like kind of just like, I feel like the way that I get to know people the best and the way that I make friends the best is like through music. So like talking about music and like collaborating on a playlist together and like we made this together. It's almost like a it's it's like a cool like friendship thing where it's like we're bonded through the playlist that we're going to create. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Forever. Bonded forever through 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 the ones and zeros and and the and the ups and downs and the crescendos and notes of the of the songs we chose together melting <laughs> fusing you know meshing into one that's this, this is our child you can't just walk away from this, this <laughs> is, we made this together <laughs> yeah i i think uh that was actually one of our first conversations we were talking about music like we had met doing comedy and stuff mm-hmm. and then like we really got into i well at least i feel we probably spoke about like video games a little bit and then we started talking about like just music in general and um you were fucking with sampa and then i was like oh i i heard of that person yeah i I like him too and then this and all all that so i mean music is just one of those things unfortunately it's respected more than comedy you know yeah (laughs) i've seen i saw a video right i saw a video of this old man who was uh who who like like old like old dude no less than like infinity and he had also like um he was hunched over and uh he had like a like a memory issue like some sort of like um uh cognitive like degeneration right Mm -hmm. and then they played his favorite song and once he heard it he's like oh you know like he he revived like he was a totally new person like like uh, and then they go into the science of it but like that's something music can do that's something comedy cannot do (laughs) that's true it's like yeah you wake up from the yeah i think we talked about this before like you wake up from the that like that uh memory loss or whatever then you just like instantly recall like some old like just joe rogan bit yeah Yeah, that's not happening with comedy. And like the the old man was like singing along and like shuffling a little bit, but he like life came back into him, right? Yeah. And and I was like, that's what music can do. Unfortunately, like I have yet to write or I've yet to see or hear a joke that's so good that's like that could like you know revive you me from Alzheimer's or something. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna happen. 
like they have music and music can make plants grow differently like depending on what kind of music you play to your plants and like the studies on that like just deep scientific studies about the way that music like resonates with like babies even the way like babies yeah. in the womb you play them certain kind of music and they it affects things differently that's one of my uh, favorite like kind of like small memes where it's like it's the the headphones on the on the uterus and then the tag the guy's like saying he thinks i'm playing beethoven and then in in the in the phone it says like blink 182 or or future or some shit <laughs> <laughs> what would you play your baby secretly if you Ooh, what would i play my baby secretly Honestly, I'd play, I actually have an answer to this. I'd play Art Blakey's uh, Monin with the Jazz Messengers. Damn. Okay. I'd play that. I'd play that. Yeah. And if, and if not that, then I'd play Danny Brown. Danny Brown. There you go. <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I can't even think of what I, yeah, I think Blink-182 is a good answer, man. I you know, teach my kids just to come out rad. Just to come out rad? Come out with a lot of feelings, yeah. but rad? Speaking about Red Hot Chili Peppers like falling off, uh, Blink-182 is such a bummer of a band too. Really? Like, man, they're just, they're so bad now. It's it's one of those things where like, I feel like certain bands, and I don't know if you feel this way too, uh, like I really like when a band puts out a good body of work and then just stops. You know what I mean? Like put out like five solid albums, whatever, and then just call it quits. Like some bands are still around they're still touring yeah. they're still making new music and it's it's very clear that they shouldn't be yeah i i feel that way about i know what you mean because i feel that way kind of about the strokes mm, they're still out there doing it they're still out there do so they had a good body of work then they broke up and then each kind each member kind of did something individual and that was fine right and then they got back together and then kind of like all right we'll make music together yeah but i'm also oh perfect example another perfect example um weezer yeah weezer yeah like i think a lot of i think a lot of people one a lot of fans don't know when something should end and a lot of people fall into the trap of oh this should never end and it's like nah i'm sorry this some some things need to end they need to or you just stop caring about them yeah especially like a band like blink 182 they they're they're too old to be writing the type of music that their fans love them for like it's exactly like, right like pop punk in general that's a big thing with pop punk is like newfound glory gets a lot of, of heat for that too where it's like you guys are you guys are literally like one of the members of newfound glory now is like a real estate agent and like they have like families <laughs> of like three children and they're still singing <laughs> about like teenage woes and like <laughs> like high school yeah. dramas yeah, like it, it's not it's not that like they can't do that because like you can like an adult could write a movie about like high school, right? Yeah, but it's like it's not it's like, relatable or viable at a certain point. Yeah, and also like kid like when you were at the height of your popularity, kids felt that like sonic aesthetic or like that energy or like the the time spoke to what to what the music was now in like 2020 right like uh like younger like zoomers they they don't like they'll probably listen to blink 182 and like they'll draw something from it but like if you look at how like popular billy eilish is right mm-hmm. and that like sonic aesthetic and then that like uh like sound and then and that like message resonates with those with those individuals it's true 
And like, yeah, I've even noticed that some of these guys like try to get on like newer tracks, like um, like Mark Hoppus from Blink Blink One Eighty Two again. He's just like he's been on like featuring on like these tracks lately. That like, um, there's like a song, uh, I forgot what the artist is called, but it's like, but up, but to make a cup of coffee. It's like a very mellow song. Um, it's very popular on like TikTok that, and stuff. Is that the guy that sounds like? Where are you? Is that no, him? that that's Tom DeLonge. He's oh, out. He's out Tom. researching aliens right now. He's yeah, that's he's, yeah. right. He he's all about that. <laughs> yeah. He actually released the UFO images before the government did. Oh yeah, dude, he's on it. He's <laughs> yeah. He was like, nah, this is old news. I did this already. <laughs> yeah, he's he's out there. But but then I also read a news. I think that he's like coming back to the band. Like it's supposed to be good news. And I'm just like, just again, stop, just stop, just like. I think that there's a, a thing that bands do that, like, if if they can still go on a national tour and they can still sell out tickets and sell out arenas, like, it's like it must be hard to be like, well, why should we stop when they're making all this money? Yeah. And they're they're definitely they're definitely at the point where they're just supporting their families and like, Mark Hoppus mm-hmm. bought his kid a Tesla and like put it on Instagram like, well, that's why he's touring. Oh, yeah, so, you know, that, he, has to, you <laughs> he has to support this like rich lifestyle like, he's gotten used to. Yeah, there, there's also that. Like, at, at the, I think, like, a certain point, like, a band becomes a job. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's always it's always work. Uh, but then, like, it, like it, well, I guess you could also say it was always a job. But it's just, you know, you get, like, that's the other thing. Like, some people, I think, like, if you're a creative, like, how long did you really want to make this? Especially with something like music. Like, if you've been in a band long enough, and um, you're not in other bands or something, you've made music a certain way for so long, it's kind of hard to like break that. Like what, what's Tom DeLonge gonna do now? Is he gonna be a jazz musician? Right. Or is he gonna start rapping? Like, yeah, he, he broke off for a while and made like his own little project called like Angels and Airwaves back in the day. <laughs> and it was like more like floaty and it wasn't like quite like Blink-182, but it kind of, I don't know. But like, yeah, I, I agree with the concept that if you're gonna keep making music, at least like, at least make a different band. Like, like let Blink-182 be what it was. Let it die yeah. as what it was. Like, for a good example of that right now happening is um, that band My Chemical Romance is, like, coming back yeah. and they're doing, like, a big tour. And, like, the tickets sold out in, like, five minutes, like, nationwide. Like, But, like, The Used was one of their peer bands that was around the same time and making music, and they haven't stopped making music. And it's, like, I think that they're struggling to, you know, to probably sell out a national tour at this point. But... It's like no one really cares about them anymore. But my chemical roommates came back because they stopped for so long, and people are excited about it. Like if you just let yeah. it go, then you come back, then your fans are still, uh, they they still love you for what you were. Yeah. Also, like I think the genre of like shoegaze, because that's what my chemical romance was, right? Oh, uh, it's more like emo, I would think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah. Shoegaze probably... is like newer kind of emo sound, but it's more like okay. Yeah, floaty guitars and stuff. Then who, I guess I must be confusing them with somebody else, but like, like, well, I get what, what I'm trying to say is that like emo technically never left. Right. Like, like emo, just like emo one found the new home with rappers. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one thing. And then two, like e- emo's just, <laughs> emo's, emo's such a weird genre. <laughs> like. Is. It it ha- it's like a cockroach. It really does have this longevity. I think it's just because everyone's sad. Like everyone's it, sad. It, so it's like what music is what music relates sad. to my sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Emo is like, like the Venom thing in Spider Man. It's like the Venom alien. The symbiote. Like it's just like the symbiote. <laughs> it like latches onto like a sad child. Yeah. It, it takes on. them over. 
makes it makes them black. <laughs> it gives them, it, it's like it whispers in their ear, "You're gonna go into the hot topic," and then it's like, "Yeah, I am." Yeah, it like it like left uh, it left Gerard Way when my Chemical Romance was over. It, it lost its power and then it attached onto XX Tenacion. Yeah, and then it. Uh, oh, uh, can I actually say Gerard Way is a genius because he made my chemical. He used to work at Hot Topic, right? He used to work at Hot Topic, and he stopped working there to form the band My Chemical Romance, which is the most Hot Topic band, right? <laughs> yeah, and. He just like he created something that is hot topic, right? Mm-hmm. And then he becomes a comic book writer. He writes Umbrella Academy. He writes a new iteration of the Doom Patrol, and uh, he has a imprint with like a DC called Young Animal, mm-hmm. which makes hella hot topic comics. So Gerard <laughs> Way is just playing this 3D chess, like he's playing such a long con with hot topic. Like, he he really, he's like, I got this. Like, I know how to, I, I'm going to buy all my kids a Tesla. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mark Hoppus, you buy one Tesla. I'm buying the whole squad a Tesla. Yeah. I just watched Umbrella Academy. It was really good. Yeah, I actually need to finish it. I, I have a, I, like, I, I have a big issue with, like, finishing, like, media. Mm-hmm. Like, video games and TV. Like, I'll get, like, with, with like with video games i'll like get to the end and i'm like all right cool don't need to finish it or like i just don't finish it yeah and then um with uh with things like uh what's it called like with things like with tv like the umbrella academy i'm like i'll get to it i did that with the mad men as well (laughs) there's almost something about like a show ending that's kind of sad when you like a show that you almost want to just like uh hold it there for a second just like yeah, it's just like what people do with bands. Yeah, it's not a, it's not over yet. If I haven't watched the ending, you you were saying something earlier before I brought the Gerard Way uh, segue about um uh I forgot I, I should have interrupted you because it was something I think it was something relevant. Oh well, well it's if we right. remember, yeah. we'll get to it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah man uh music is music is I think it's something that can like it can go past its shelf life if you if you take it too long yeah. and I, I appreciate artists that that will make like two or three some of my favorite bands only have like two albums and then they like broke up and i still like will go back and listen to those two albums and if they ever do a reunion show i'm so excited about it yeah i, I mean i let's see do i have any bands that broke up i mean I or even like hip-hop artists and stuff like like i appreciate people that just like they can do it but they don't do it you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like andre 3000 is very he's still very much out there but it's like when do you see music from him you know he, he does like features like every like 10 years right yeah but here's the thing he's actually very scared of putting he talked with rick rubin on on like this thing that gq does or whatever mm-hmm. but he spoke to rick rubin and he told him i'm just i don't think i can top what i did like by myself i don't think i can top what i did and I get that sentiment because, like, Andre 3000's body of work is so good. And then, like, he, and he talks about how, like, if he were to do something, all eyes would be on it. Right. Like, he, like, ev- it, everybody would see it. Like, it's not, like, and, he, and, he, and he's just, like, thinking about that. And he's like, no, I, I can't. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't see how that could, like, you know. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't fathom that pressure. 
That's a very, um, that's a very intelligent and self-aware analysis in a way, because it's true. Like if he puts out one new body of work, it could undermine everything he's done in the past. Like it could take him from legendary status. If it's a flop, like then, then suddenly Andre 2000 is shit. Like right now he's, he's the goat, but like if you, if he puts out something and it's not that good, then it's like, what does that make his old work? It's kind of scary. I did yeah. hear about that legendary. There's like a rumor that goes around. It's it's kind of almost like a, a, a conspiracy theory, but I think it's true that there's like an album that Andre 2000 already has recorded called 10. And it's just when he dies, they're going to put it out. And he said, don't put it out till I die. And it's just 10 tracks. And each of the tracks is 10 minutes long. And it's just like his, like, Mine's, it's going to be this thing he puts out. So it's sort of like Grateful Dead sort of project. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's like Andre 2000 jam band. Dude, He's just wait, like that's- a, 10 that's oh 10, that's, 10 tracks 10 minutes each long and the album is just going to be called 10 is what i heard it's an hour 40 i guess so yeah yeah that's crazy all right that's cool that's cool i think it's cool if it happens the oh you know i was gonna say something about um like uh god why am i forgetting these things um i should have ate some walnuts or some shit before i got on here but i'm forgetting <laughs> but yeah so that's the that yeah i get that like that that's a that's a sweet that's a dope thing i actually i wanted to uh i have an idea for like a comp like in my head i already have concepts for my comedy albums right Mm -hmm. and one of the one of them is uh is like i want to have a posthumous album that's in a vinyl made from my ashes and there's only one and like my wife or next of kin or or whoever i'm with my partner right we'll we'll have access to it and it's up to them if they want to release it or not oh that's that's a cool ass idea yeah i've actually been thinking a lot about like when when oh i think this was it when you brought up the andre 2010 thing i was thinking about the wu-tang thing where they release an album and then like that pharmaceutical asshole bought it Mm -hmm. where like there's also this rapper i forget his name but but so let me say talk about this rapper real quick if i remember the name i'll mention it but Essentially, he's like super underground. And to, the way to get his music is only through vinyls that he sells himself. And he sells them for like 200 to to $1,000 each. Like if you see him at a show, he'll be like, yeah, you want my music? Well, this is the only way to get it. Oh, my like, God. Like there, there's, there's like a Google Drive that a mm-hmm. friend of mine linked me to with, with his stuff. But like his music, like he has it. That's, that's, how, that's how he sells it. Like if you want something physical of the music, this is the only way and that kind of brings me up to the to the wu-tang thing where it's like they just made one last album or whatever and it was like worth this much and they only made one and at that point it becomes like yeah music's always art but it becomes like higher like a higher concept and it becomes like real art because there's only one of like a van gogh or like a a, a painting at that point yeah yeah, and I've been thinking about that in relation to comedy and how like people consume it because it's always like make an album, go on Netflix, go on HBO, go on Comedy Central, go on YouTube or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, why, why like that? Like, I was thinking about like, oh, what if like it's a website that's open for 24 hours and like people buy access to it and that's, that's it. That's the special. Like if you, if, if you didn't see it within 24 hours then it's gone. Like, I, like I love that, like that man i love that concept that's like a that's really cool um i think a comedy needs to do that more like 
comedy like I, I love i love when artists do that and that happens a lot like in hip-hop and just in music in general um there's really cool things that happen like that and i think comedy like especially even like album artwork i was thinking about with comedy like why is comedy album artwork typically so bad like all the, all the comedy albums you know it's just like the guys yes. the guys the guys sitting there in some corny like button-down shirt and just Dude, like his name this, yes oh my gosh i hate comedy album album artwork yeah i hate it Oh my gosh, let's see. Um, this might like I wanna any anytime I think about a comedy album, I always think about the concept of uh Gazomp Guz de Verk, which which is actually probably a problematic uh phrase because it was coined by like a a famous uh a famous composer, a German composer who's like a Nazi sympathizer. But essentially the idea is total work or total art, where like you you are from top to bottom take, take, taking control of it. Mm-hmm. And I think about like, how? why would I allow like those lame, like uh, button up or, um, oh, the, the comedy hoodie, you know, I, oh, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like the, the hoodie, like there's always comedy album artwork with like the comedian microphone and a hoodie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like, I, I've thought about like, all right, like if these are the albums I want to do, I want them to look cool. Like the the purpose of album artwork back in the day was that there was no way to preview music, right? Yes. So you had to look through it and it's like, oh, this looks like a really dope album because of the artwork. And like there's such a, a mundane, same, banal, mundane sameness to comedy album artwork. It's really, it's really disappointing. It's very disappointing. And I think more people need to have like a more creative approach to the, to the artwork. And like, th- there's certain things that like, I think comedians can latch onto from hip hop music. And because we're influenced by hip hop music, yeah. I, think, I think it would make, uh, it would make our, our ideas maybe a little more, more like yeah. that. Like I like Pete Holmes did that thing where he, just did a living at Largo. Like uh, he recorded an hour. It's unedited. It's un, you know, it was just, he just basically was like hit record, did an hour special at, at this place called Largo in LA and only released it on vinyl. And there was like limited copies and I actually bought one. And it was like that kind of yeah. shit I, I get excited about. Or I'm like, Ooh, that's cool. Like, yeah, I remember like, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also the thing that John Mulaney did where, I mean, his album artwork is also kind of lame, but mm-hmm. he, he had like a limited run that he was personally signing and leaving a note for you. Oh, that's that cool. Was cool. Yeah. yeah. Anything to yeah. break the mold. Like I think comedy is a lot of comedians have just traditionally been focused on like, like you said, like the road work and like, well, the, the, the comedy itself, the material itself is, is all that matters. So the album art, artwork gets brushed to the side, but like, yeah but I, I love album artwork and it's one of my favorite things about Hell albums. Yeah, dude. yeah. That, that's also, that's actually one of my favorite things about albums too. Uh, I got really into um, old uh, blue note records uh, album artwork mm-hmm. because the graphic design on that was, uh, was, was really like, it set the tone for blue note records. And the guy who did that, I actually have his name here. Let me find it real quick. Yeah, like the guy who did it, his name was um, Reed Miles. Yes, that's his, that's his name, Reed Miles. I got obsessed with his work. Like, if you ever, if you, listeners, Ruben, if you ever get a chance, look up Reed Miles, R E I D Miles, right? Mm-hmm. And like the album artwork he's like famous for in Blue Note is just so good. The graphic design there is 
next level and like it's influenced the very little graphic design i do for like my stuff and i like I, it's just so good and i think like yeah like a lot of comics need to like think about like the the whole project not just like the material yeah like like especially really in a social media age i feel like uh your presentation is key again like like you said back in the day when when we didn't have a way to sample music and you go to a record store the artwork was key but i think again if you're scrolling through social media and if i and if i see like something like when i remember when tyler the creator flower boy or whatever album that was came out yeah with the like yeah uh-huh i didn't even know like I didn't even like, I, I stopped in my tracks. I was scrolling just fastly through Instagram, just kind of mindlessly. And I stopped and I was like, Ooh, what's this? Cause I love the artwork. Yeah. Like it goes like good album artwork goes such a long way. And also just like the packaging of it and everything. Like I actually, let me, what's one of my favorite, I'm trying to think about one of my favorite albums, uh, album artworks. Huh? I think I might have it. Oh, you know what I like? I, I know this. Uh, Ryuchi Sakamoto's Thousand Knives. I actually mm. have that album. It's uh, Ryuchi Sakamoto, famous. Uh, back in the day, like, uh, 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 songwriter and, like, composer and all that stuff. But now he's more famous for his movie composition. And, like, the Thousand Knives cover, I have, like, an original one from, um, like, from Japan. He's a Japanese composer. And it has the OBI strip. And then it's him inside of like this like dimly lit bathroom that's covered wall to wall in tiles. He's like dressed, he's dressed pretty sharply, kind of modestly with like a tweed jean, like tweed jeans, red socks, and these and these like dress shoes. And he's holding a lamp inside the bathtub that's full of bubbles. And it's just so cool and like the composition of the photo and everything. I really like it. And the album's also amazing too. Yeah. Yeah, I can actually. I'll show you. Probably, I. I don't want to. You know, I, I'm gonna step out and get. No, no, get it's it. it's fine. I I wrote it down either way. But yeah, at the end of this, when we yeah. are done recording, I want to look at it. There's also another one I really like. Let, let me just take a little quick glance over there. Oh, um, oh, um, Miles Smiles is a very simple one, but it's just uh, Miles Davis in. Mm -hmm. Oh, his bitches brew cover is also amazing, and there's also um. Oh, Giant Steps by John Coltrane, where it's like, it's him playing his alto sax and the, per or alto or tenor? I think it might've been alto. Uh, no, tenor, probably, probably tenor. Oh, either way, the perspective of the photo is like from, from, from downward looking up and he's like super sweaty and it makes him look giant and it makes him look grander than life. And you see the sax prominent in the middle of the photo. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you should do a comedy album cover where like you're holding a sax too and just uh, actually that that's one of the that's one of the ideas i had i wanted to call it uh comedy steps where i recreate that photo but with a microphone instead of a uh saxophone <laughs> that yeah. that's something i thought about too which is be cool is to like recreate like some of like your favorite album covers but just like with you and just like <laughs> it's like your comedy album i don't know how copywriting and shit works with that but but if you got yeah. if you got in touch with the artist somehow and you were like, hey, like, would it be cool if I recreate this? Like uh, re recreating Nirvana's cover? Yeah, imagine, like you, you're the naked baby in the pool. Yeah, the, imagine it's you, and like the lure is a microphone just for just for the concept. And then the the packaging of it has a circle with the name of it over censoring your your genitals, right? Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and and then like when they take it home and take off the packaging, it's like, oh, that's my dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the sticker on the CD cover would be like, yeah, like covering it, and then the booklet itself would show the dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I love shit like that. I love just thinking about conceptualizing shit like that, man. There was a another famous one was a was the Rolling Stones. Andy Warhol did a album cover for them that actually had a zipper, where the uh, like like a pants zipper on the dust jacket of the vinyl and like you would you can pull down the zipper and i think it revealed a banana that's so funny yeah that's very rolling stones yeah <laughs> i want to want an actual zipper zipping down the pants yeah no i think that like stuff like that is just really cool and uh yeah no it's just that's the type of stuff i want to be taking into it because like yeah, like the the like I said, the sameness, the mundaneness of like comedy albums mm-hmm. is just it needs, something needs to be shaken up. Something needs to be done with it. That's why you know it's not respected as much as music. It's just like it's like this packaged, like kind of lame product in a way sometimes. Yeah, I th- I think that definitely feeds into it, and like it's also I think a lot of it also has to do with like uh, comedy more than anything else. People are like, I could do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. see certain, certain artists playing like a bass or guitar or drums a certain way, and you're like, I, I feel like I can never achieve that. Yeah. But like, you know, everyone's funny with their friends, and they feel like that translates one-to-one to like, you know, on stage funny. For which, sure. Which it informs it, but it doesn't like, it's not a one-to-one, you know, it, it, it doesn't like transfer over. I love, that at, I love that at the open mics when you see someone show up and like they bring their friends. Oh, yeah. And, and their whole set is basically just them like telling inside jokes. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, I don't. As a as a host, I I always sell those people like, dude, it's your first night. We're gonna make you the last act. Yeah. <laughs> so that way I can keep the friends they bring until the end. <laughs> like if any if anyone's first time, I I'll let you know now. You're getting scammed. I'm putting you at the end, making you think you're important because I need like the people that have been at it longer to <laughs> to be seen by your friends. To be seen by your friends. We're out here stealing friend groups. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Reggie, man. So one of the first things we ever talked about in music, and one of the things that I, when I was conceptualizing this podcast, and I was talking to you, um, is we both have a, a affinity for white girl indie. Yeah, we, uh, what we dubbed it, white girl indie. Yeah, <laughs> we dubbed it white girl indie. It's it's just like the that that low key, that mellow kind of soft rock um, indie type of music. That's I just think it's predominantly dominated by white women, which is fine. They they do it well. Yeah, and we were talking about this over um, text message, but like in in trying to form our our respective choices, I was telling you like you know. I know that there's other artists like uh, Jay Som or uh, uh, what's the what's the she's a she's a Native American I believe I think like there's Black a Eagle Scout or oh Black Eagle Scout yeah Black yeah, Eagle Black, Scout yeah she's Black Native Eagle American artist yeah she's a Native American artist and there's also uh, Vagabond which is I I think I want to say because I'm because of my because um, of my uh, background that she's Haitian. Mm-hmm also because the name is like in french so she might just be french but but there are like um there are artists of color that dominate like 
white girl, white girl indie. It's just indie, right? It's just a fun name. We dubbed it. Yeah. yeah. It's just the reason I call it that too is just because I think the fan base more so. Yeah. It's like you know, it's 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 music that's is like is it music that's geared towards uh, teenage heartbreak in suburban homes? Is it teen? Is it music that's uh, you know predominantly listened to by girls drinking coffee and and you know yeah. listening to vinyls? Yes. Is it is it music that's listened to that 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 is consumed by uh, by women who uh, who have a lunchbox as a purse? Yes, like that's, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> who shop exclusively at Urban Outfitters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> am I am I a thirty two year old two hundred and forty pound bearded man who loves this music? Yes. Am I a twenty seven year old one hundred and sixty pound black man that likes this music? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're not. So, but when we say white girl indie, we hope we're not being disrespectful. We're not taking away from any of the artists that are of color. You know, we we're just, it's, just, it's just a funny thing that we we dubbed yeah. it. Um, yeah. And and another shout out to like Mitski. She's probably considered one of the pioneers of this, uh, or yeah. the people that brought this this kind of genre to light. This like very soft kind of like um, dancey. Uh, upbeat kind of indie music mitski is is someone of color as well yeah but she's probably uh, considered one like the queen of the genre japanese Somewhere. breakfast that's another one she's a, another asian woman i love japanese breakfast yeah, yeah. She's, she's great and um also like the uh, the other thing that we were commenting on is that like i feel that i bet like a lot of like uh of color indie artists kind of like slip through the cracks or get defined as other genres like r&b or folk or something else but um, True, yeah. but you know that's uh, that's 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 another thing. Right now we're just focusing on white ladies that make uh, dream pop, uh, bedroom pop. <laughs> I think bedroom pop is a is a term that I saw recently that kind of was fitting too. I was like, oh, it does. It, I guess that's a good way to describe this music. Yeah, like a very like um, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like a ambient, like a bare, bare bones, ambient, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, like not overly produced and very like um very i guess soft and tonally like inoffensive so, right. so, sort of stuff like that yeah that's kind of how i found most of these artists too is like when i'll be i'll just go through the youtube rabbit hole and i'll watch like tiny desk concerts or i'll watch like live at pace audio studios tree. audio yeah. tree and i'll find a lot of these artists this way and like from their like acoustic sessions and stuff yeah no that's exactly that same same for me and then like it's also like I I'm at the I think I'm getting to the age where like I I need things I need new music to be given to me mm-hmm. because like I, that's why I'm thankful for Spotify. Spotify is like hey you know uh, if you like if you let a song run like a whole album run it'll just start recommending things that like other people that like this like so then it's just like oh this is great this is cool and that's kind of how I I came up I came up on the people that that I that I found for my respective choices yeah and they're pretty um they're pretty spot on with their recommendations on spotify which i like like i remember pandora back in the days like oh you like uh you know you like uh you like japanese breakfast well here's some nickelback as well and here's some <laughs> some three doors down and you're like this isn't close to what i wanted to hear <laughs> yeah this is <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah pandora is so whack i never liked it i i i when when it was like what we had that's when i was using it but the second spotify became a thing and the second i started like really surfing soundcloud more i was like all right you know that scene in toy story bye woody i don't want to play with you anymore and he drops <laughs> yeah. woody that, that's me with pandora i was like bye pandora dude promise me you're gonna make that into a meme 
put that away. <laughs> oh man, I gotta yeah, I gotta I gotta get back on making memes. I've only made like two or three. Yeah. I need to I need to do that. They're, it's it's a neat writing exercise. <laughs> it is. I feel like more comedians should be in the meme game. But um yeah, man, let's uh so we're gonna make a playlist uh for you guys. Again, this is gonna be uh Reggie came prepared more than any guests I've had so far. You said you had like twenty three songs picked, so in honor of your preparedness, we're gonna usually we add five songs to the playlist each. Today we're gonna add seven songs to the playlist each. So we can have okay. a little wider variety. Um one thing that I've had an issue with, which I've, I've, I've told people in the past too, is like my idea when I made this I was obviously to pick a song and then play a little sample of the song for people. But uh, because of copyright and because of a bunch of legal shit, you're, un- you're not allowed to play clips of anything on podcasts, apparently, unless you get like some super expensive music license. So really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll aspire to that one day. But I'm finding ways to guide people to the playlist, to put links to the playlist so people can hear it. And um, not even like, isn't there like some fair use laws or is, is that? I read, I read fair use, and and yeah, people there's there's like people that think that you can play like up to 15 seconds of a clip, but even that isn't allowed technically. Ah. Damn. And the thing is, like right now, right now because my podcast is kind of small and nothing, we technically could just like do it. But like the problem is one day, let's say if this podcast, you know, hopefully takes off or, or gets a bigger listener, listener base, then they can remove the podcast entirely because of this old episode, you know, so it's just not oh even worth gosh. it. Apparently. What, what assholes. What assholes. Like you think that, you know, you can't play a little clip of a song or something like YouTube. I know is just as strict as Spotify when it comes to that and podcasting in general. So, but we're going to uh, list these songs and I'll, I'll make a, the playlist is available as possible for people. It'll be in the podcast description. Um, I put it on my Instagram stories and the highlights. So all the playlists from this episode and past episodes and future episodes will all be in the highlight section of the Instagram page. So, nice. um, so people can just go to those little circles on your page and just click boom. It says playlist. And then that there's a link there that'll take you directly to Spotify to each of the playlists. So sweet. So people can find it. So Reggie, go ahead on the White Girl Indie playlist and let's get your first song. So my first song is uh, is an artist I've actually been really fucking with. It's uh, uh, Her name is Bedouin. That's B-E-D-O-U-I-N-E. And it's the song The Hum. Yeah. Okay. I, I like this song a lot because one, it's like, it's a, it's a directly p- political song. And also Bedouin is just like has a stellar voice and like like a, a like a um like a, a real sonic presence like in her tracks. I, I really like this song. It's I it's very good. It's also like I said, political. It's not like taking any really hard stances. It it, it has fairly like uh left leaning politics mentioned in the song, but it's also like digging at everybody. So I like this song a lot. It's 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 rather fitting for where we're at now politically. So that's that's my recommend recommendation. It's awesome. I can't wait to hear that song by Bedouin. I've never heard the artist before, so I'm excited to yeah. um, check that out. Bedouin actually has in my list two songs that I that I put down here, but that's my first recommendation. Awesome. Cool. So my first song I'm gonna add to the playlist uh, is an artist that I think we both talked about. I'm going to add Kingston by Faye Webster. Oh, classic. Yeah. Classic, man. You got to have that on any white girl indie essential playlist. 
Faye yeah. Webster is cool. She, I think she like used to be more like a country artist kind of. Yeah. Um, but she's now very like indie and she still has the tones of country. Like some, she has twangy guitars, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting, but she's a beautiful, great artist. And uh, the song Kingston is the first one I heard from her that, that really hooked me on Faye Webster. Is that the one that starts uh, the day that I met you? I started dreaming or is mm-hmm. that another one? That's okay, the one. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. Yeah, that's I think that's one of her most popular songs. But I remember when I first heard that song, I was like really, really thrown. And like the, the country influence is very prominent there. And also she's from Atlanta. And um, country music is actually a genre of music I was, I've been fucking with a bit more. I used to be one of those. Uh, I like all music except country. Uh, that's, a, that, that's a common, I think, for, for, uh, consensus with people usually. Yeah, but like country, I went to Tennessee. If you want to learn to appreciate country, go to Tennessee. Absolutely. Nashville, I went to Nashville and saw some. Uh, yeah. yeah, I went to Nashville, went to a honky tonk, mm-hmm. uh, took a music, like a, like, a, like a country music tour. Amazing, great stuff. Like, like, and also there's like, there's a real breadth and history in country music. And like, yeah, you, you see the influence very clearly in Faye Webster. Yeah, I've always said that too. Like, so I moved to Arizona and I live in Arizona now. And my girlfriend likes country a lot. Um, Shouts out my girlfriend, Quinn. She, 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 she listens to country a lot. And, um, um, and I used to make fun of it a lot too, because it's easy to make fun of, you know, and, and a lot of it kind of is, you know, trucks and whiskey, but, but like older country is really cool. Um, and when you live like in a place like Arizona, where it's like the desert, you're driving through the desert and you hear it, it's like, oh, this music kind of makes sense for the environment, yeah. for the aesthetic. Like living in South Florida and like Miami, like country just never made sense to us down there. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it doesn't, it, you hear the music and it, you can't resonate it or relate it to any part of your surroundings. Yeah. So like being in Tennessee or being in Arizona, like country music is kind of, it's fitting. Yeah. It, it's also like um, a lot of people confuse like the, the larger library of like country pop is what a lot of people think like of country music, like the, Mark McGrath's of the world or like the early like Taylor Swift stuff mm-hmm. and like that definitely has its own space but like Florida the, Georgia the, line and stuff yeah yeah like the 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 history or the inception of it like people like Conway Twitty um what's what's the guy who smokes weed fuck I, I forgot Hank, his name Hank William three three or no the, or, or, the, oh the oh oh, oh oh man uh come on we're good at this yeah the legendary uh, pot smoker yeah the jesus uh, we should have both ate some walnuts yeah god I, <laughs> why is that what whatever um then dolly parton conway twitty mm-hmm. um yeah like stuff like that like that is some really good music and like anybody who's the i like all music except a country yeah get out of here with that exactly they haven't heard that stuff yeah yeah they haven't heard that stuff and they're like they're like thinking about the like, uh, fuck, I saw this. I, I remember this one country song where it's like, um, um, it's, you know, it's just some, something about a truck and whiskey and like how my wife's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, no, but all right. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, Kyle, hang it up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so yeah, so uh, Faye Webster is my, my first pick for the playlist. I think that's a good one to start off for my picks. Yeah. Um, I, my next pick is going to be the song Not by Big Thief. 
Now the the front person for Big Thief is a, is a woman. She she does lead she does vocals and and lead guitar. And um, Adrian Linker. Adrian, who's that? That's that's, oh, that's, that's her oh, name. That's a, mm-hmm. Oh, that's her name. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I'm so bad with like all like the <laughs> people in like famous people. It's like, oh, who's that guy in that thing? And I am too. It just so happens that I've been actually weirdly listening to a lot of Adrian Linker's solo stuff lately. So I, I specifically know the singer of Big Thief's name. Oh well, the song "Not" is really good. Uh, Adrian Linker, she she uh, went to a, a prominent music school uh, with Berkeley. Uh, she mm-hmm. went to Berkeley, and in this song, she shreds. Like there's a really good guitar solo towards the end of it. And like it's also like this like very poignant like and pointed like the song not has like this part in it where it's like not this not that and it's almost like fighting and like the the guitar solo is just great towards the end so it's a it's a real it's a real shred so that's that's my second pick that's a good pick I love Big Thief a lot and I think that they're another band that's kind of um, carried this genre to the next level or like brought it more. Uh... I don't even want to say respect, but brought it, you know, Big Thief is highly revered and they're a great band. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, yeah. So just good output from them all together. All together. Um, so my next pick, I'm going to go with uh, Courtney Barnett and I'm going to go with a song, Depreston. Depreston is a very like low key song. It's about um, basically just like the whole song is basically just about like how house hunting in this town called Preston in Australia and it's, it's it's just about how much of a bummer like rural living is and suburban living is but Courtney Barnett man like for those of you listening she's going to be on a lot of my playlists she's currently just like one of my favorite artists in general super well-rounded artist and like Australia right now like shout out to Australia they're pumping out such good music there's so many good artists just coming out of Australia and Courtney Barnett is one of the people that I've been listening to a lot in my past years that I've um that I've like super just been into. And so Courtney Barnett Depreston is gonna be my my second pick. That's a I actually don't know that artist, so I'm gonna check that out. And check that out. Yeah, check out her all her body of work. She's she's great. So uh, my next um my next artist is uh Stella Donnelly, and this is a cover that she did for um Triple J like a version. Um this is a cover of the song by John Young Daly, I think his name is uh, Love is in the Air. I think I've watched the video of that, her doing that cover. Oh, uh, well, it's a, it's a great cover. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not always a fan of covers because like my, my thing with covers is like, if you're going to cover a song, you have to add something to it that like really like evolves, elevates or like sh- shifts the song in some way. And then uh, Stella, Dale, sorry, Stella Don- Donnelly really does that with this cover she does um she's she's good i like her and i like her um i actually have a stella donnelly pick on this playlist as well um but she she has like that little like british accent that's that's really nice stands yeah. out a lot but I, I yeah i like the triple j um the like a version uh, cover series in general they, they they have artists on there that like you said they do covers and most of them do make it very much like their own yeah exactly make make the cover your own because like it's a song that everybody knows so it's it's gonna it's gonna be held to a certain standard or certain regard, but making it your own really just like changes changes that shit up, you know. It does, man. What are some of your favorite covers of all time that you've heard? 
Oh damn! There that's was, a that's um, a that's a heavy question. Sorry. So there's a there's a song called Jesse's. Uh, everybody knows Jesse's girl, right? Mm-hmm. But this uh, I forget her name, and I, I'm 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 shitty for this, but it's a lesbian artist, and she covers a song, but like you, it's the sense of like not like a guy singing Jesse's girl. It's a it's a it's a girl who's friends with Jesse who's talking about Jesse's girl and like you that comes out in such a brilliant way throughout like that throughout the song mm. and it's not sung like in this poppy upbeat way it's like Jesse's girl you know like almost like, like somber kind of like yeah somber like longing yearning type of way that really comes through like I really want Jesse's girl like I really yeah. wish she was my girlfriend yeah. <laughs> Because, like, the original was, like, oh, Jesse's girl's hot. She's you know? hot, bro, yeah. But this one's, like, Jesse's... I'm in love with Jesse's girl. And, like, the the sentiment of, like... Because the, the song is all... The original song is also playing on this taboo. It's, like, oh, that's my best friend's girl. And, like, that doesn't... That part of it doesn't really come out. But this cover of it exemplifies that part. Like, the taboo notion of it. Like, I'm friends with Jesse. And I really want his girl. Damn, I want to hear that. I want to know what artist that is. So. Yeah, I, I need to find it because uh, I, I listened to it a while back. But that that was uh, that's probably one of the covers I really like. Um, I can't think of. Oh, I once saw Leon Bridges live, mm-hmm. right? And he covered Pony by Genuine. And that was so good. Damn. Yeah. That sounds really good. Damn, that's a good. I'm gonna check those out. So, uh, all right. So, Stella Donnelly, "Love Is in the Air." That's the song you chose. It got us into the topic of covers. Um, for my next song, I'm gonna add a song called "Pristine" by the band Snail Mail. Oh, I have a snail mail pick too. <laughs> yeah, or White Girl Indie, man. We we like the same stuff. Snail Mail is cool. Snail Mail, I think, is kind of what I think of when I think of like when we call it White Girl Indie. She's you know very young girl, very um, you know songs about. Uh, you know, heartbreak and just kind of, uh, you know, teenage, uh, you know, love and, and relationships and dating. Yeah. Um, but such a good artist, man. It's such a great song, Pristine. It kind of like, um, it starts, it kind of builds up to like, it's, there's a nice buildup in the song. And then it ends with like this nice, uh, like I, I like when songs take you on a little bit of a journey when it's not just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It like kind of like, there's a nice buildup to the song. Yeah. And, then at the, and then at the end, she just like goes hard and like it ends the song with like this intense verse. It's really cool. That's dope. Yeah, I like uh, my, not that this is my pick, but I picked uh, for Snail Mail. I, I really like the song Heat Wave. Mm-hmm. That one was really, that one's a lot of fun. It's really good. And it's like from her latest album. And um, Heat Wave just kind of like, it really does feel like a heat wave because it has like this, like, uh, like this, I want to, it's kind of weird to describe this way, but like this fun suffocating quality to it where it's like the 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 riffs and the sounds and the and the guitar kind of just lay heavy on there but yeah i like snail mail someone's very good first time i ever saw them was in uh journeys i was in a journeys <laughs> looking at shoes and i looked on the tv you know there was a music video playing and i was like who's oh. that on the tv and it was like snail mail and i just like sat there and watched the video that's actually I have a similar moment back in the day when I used to go to the uh, uh, the Burger King by my house in my in my old home. They had multiple TVs that just constantly played music videos, and that's and like I'd get music from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, my pick, and this is uh, this one's a very popular artist, at least right now. And then this song is just really well known. But I think this is emblematic of the of the genre we dubbed, uh, "Pretty Girl" by Clyro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love like, Clyro. I just got into her recently, honestly. Yeah, "Pretty Girl" came out like I want to say was it. 2015 2016 somewhere around there or i don't i don't know when it came out but it was a big song when it came out and clyro is a great artist some and this is like very emblematic of of like white girl indie like um like uh you know stripped down production the like very you know tonally inoffensive like dreamy you know cloud like a like a real fluffy sound around it but then like like with the under undertones of like underpinnings of like like love loss uh yearn you know like just very like um teeny suburban sort of like like uh you know thematic themes and thematically so yeah yeah I love the song and I love Clyro. She's she's been an artist I've been digging into more as well. And when we we're making this playlist, I had some Clyro songs I was going through as well. I like Pretty Girl. It almost sounds like I don't know if it sounds like it was recorded in a weird way. Like it was recorded almost on like a a tape recorder or something. Some effect was done where it sounds like a little fuzzy and almost like uh, almost like retro in a way. Yeah, it's cool. All right, so my next pick. Um, I'm gonna go with a song called "Indigo" by the band Kississippi. Oh, I have a Kississippi pick too. Okay, let me see if it's that <laughs> we are best friends, Reggie. See, this is what, <laughs> this we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I picked "Cut Your Teeth" for Kississippi. Oh, that's a good song. Indigo was. I was actually considering Indigo, but I, I picked "Cut Your Teeth." <laughs> I saw them at Gramps uh, not too long ago before I left Florida. Oh, they that's dope. Put on such a good show. Kississippi is a great band. Man, I wish I would have caught them. I know. I forgot who they played with. But uh, but um, Kississippi was a band that I've heard about and heard rumors of for a while. And my friends were into Kississippi. And just the name is so fun, too. Yeah. Actually, there's a lot of names here that in, like, making my playlist, I was like, oh, that is a great name. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I had one here. Illuminati Hotties is the name of a band. I love Illuminati Hotties. Yeah. Then there's uh, Daddy Issues, The Courtney's um free cake for every creature that 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 is a fun i, I saw that I, I know that artist free cake for every creature that's a fun fun band name like good job yeah. on that it's yeah, like we talked about with like comedy artwork and stuff like i think a good band name goes a long way hell yeah um if you're going kississippi i'm gonna go pale hound the song cinnamon nice yeah uh pale, pale hound the song cinnamon it's really fun up top. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I, I picked it. A lot of like, you know, a lot of the genre is like what we were talking about where it's like uh, thematically like poignant. Mm -hmm. But like this song by Pale Hound has like very energetic riffs at the very top. And then like it continues throughout the song and it's just like a lot of fun. So Yeah, shout out to Pale Hound. They put out an album recently called uh, Black Friday, which is really good. Um, I actually, funny, I, I actually had a chance to hang out with Pale Hound for a minute. Um, they were down here in South Florida and they like needed just like some weed. <laughs> they posted on their story like, does anybody have any weed? But that's cool. So I was like, I, I can definitely get you some weed. 
so I ended up going over and like smoking and hanging out with Pale Hound a little bit. We talked about music a lot and um, very cool, very cool. A shout out to Pale Hound, super cool person, super cool people. Cinnamon's a great song though. That's where that's the first song I heard from them. It's saw like a video. I think the music video, if I'm not mistaken, they're like in a grocery store or like they did like a audio tree session where it was like they were in a grocery store playing it and it was really cool. That's dope. That's a great. <laughs> I'm gonna send you that video later. I'm gonna send you the video of like that Please, audio man. audio tree session. It was good. All right, so um, moving right along, my next pick. I'm gonna choose uh, "Your Dog" by Soccer Mommy. Ah, uh, Soccer Mommy. That's another one I know about. Yeah. <laughs> another band name that's just sick. <laughs> soccer Mommy. It's like he called me Soccer Mom, but you're Soccer Mommy. Just add something <laughs> to it. But "Your Dog" is a very popular, I think, a white girl indie song. Um, soccer mom is getting a lot of attention and uh, recognition that I think they deserve. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, my next song is "Show Me How" by Men I Trust. Oh yes. Yeah, just this one is like really dreamy. Like I I love it because it's so dreamy. It's almost like you're just floating in water. Um, it's a fun song. It's it's just it just it had it has a very distinct vibe, and I like that a lot. Men I Trust is so good. And the other, the, the, when you talk about floaty, Men I Trust is like the floatiest of floaty of white girl indie. It's so good. Um, admittedly, like this kind of genre in particular is kind of the music I listen to the most when I'm just like at home by myself or cleaning the house and stuff. And yeah, I'll smoke a little like, you know, weed or something. And whenever, men, and then I'm, whenever I put on Men I Trust, it just puts me in a really nice chill place. Yeah, no, I I like him too. And they just released an album too, uh, some live stuff. Ooh, let's check that album out. Yeah, yeah, that's where, a good. Where are we at with our suggestions? Uh, so that was your six pick. Ah, okay. So and now I'm going to be going on my six pick. So for my sixth song, I'm going to go with the song "Head Alone" by Julia Jacqueline. Ah, uh, yeah, Julia Jacqueline. That's actually one of my big time faves. Dude, she, beautiful voice. Julia Jacqueline blew me away. When I first saw Julia Jacqueline, it was like a live session. And it was just like, uh, the voice on that on that woman, that person is fantastic and powerful. Like, Julia Jacqueline's such a good singer. Uh, again, another artist out of Australia. So, like I said, Australia's pumping out all this great music. Um, Julia Jacqueline is, is one of my favorite in the white girl indie category. Yeah, no, she's fantastic. And um, let me see. Yeah, no, she's fantastic. And uh, her most popular song, I, I just like, I keep on going back to it. It's, um, let me find it. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, Julia Jacqueline's also part of this band called um, Fat, it's like, it's, it's not fantastic. It's like fantastic. It's like P-H-A-T-A-S-T-I-C. It's like fantastic, fantastic future, they were called. Mm-hmm. Um, she's part of like a band and she's the singer of the band and they're also very good. Yeah, um, don't know how to keep loving you. Just oh my god, really hit, really hits. Like I, I can, I cannot get enough of that song. That when song I rips first, your heart out of your chest. Yeah, when I first got into that song, I was like, "Yup, this is it. This is all I'm listening to for a month." That legit. That's me too. Yeah, head alone is just like it's it's more of an upbeat song and it's very very catchy. And then then there's don't know how to keep loving you, and that's a song that. Yes, there's, if you watch her, uh, there's like a, I think it's called Pace, Live from Pace Studios in New York. That's the first session I saw with her and she does three songs. She does Don't Know How to Keep Loving You, she does Head Alone, and she does, um, 
I forgot the other song she does, but she does like three songs live. Any live session with her is just like, it's like hauntingly good. Yeah. I need to check that out. So you're going to have to link me to that. Yeah, I'll link you that. All right. I'm trying to find my last pick. I'm listening to my... See, yeah, yeah you had a lot. You had 23. Reggie had 23 songs. He came in with all this I had, material. I had uh, 25 songs is where 25 I songs. left off, and I had an hour and 32. That's how. Uh, That's the thing about this podcast that is exciting to me, is like the more I get into it and the more I talk about music, I'm like, there's just so much in each category, in each genre, that like each of these episodes could be a part two, part three, part four. Like, there's so much. Yeah, no, Definitely. I'm trying to find my last one. I'm listening through my picks again. I respect it, man. You gotta, it's, it's, you gotta make it good. You gotta, it's gotta be a. You have a good list so far. I really like your picks. You um, know I, I, I want to like see. I'm stuck between like redoing, <laughs> like putting another song for an artist that I really like, or like you know introducing the listeners to a wider like, like you know to really capture. Oh, the that's genre. interesting. Yeah. Like that's my trap right now. <laughs> Don't feel too much pressure. It's a loose format. If you want to add two more songs, we can add two more songs. It's not a big deal. No, I think I think I. Let's see. Let's see. Just give me. Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna go with my with my gut. Uh, another Bedouin track, "Dusty Eyes." Nice. I like it. You started with Bedouin, and you're ending with Bedouin. Yeah, like. That that's another consideration I had. I was like, you know, sandwich it with that or whatever. But um skillful playlist building there. But yeah, Dusty Eyes just like I'm listening to it now and it has like a uh has a nice somber start and then like Bedouin's voice like really pl- like she, like I don't know, it just goes through like this really interesting breath, right? Like it it it, it travels it uh it's um it's like mellow and deep it's it's almost like honey in this song and that's why mm. i really like it awesome and bedouin so for your final pick bedouin dusty eyes that's awesome and again i haven't heard this artist so that's what i'm excited about um i've been enjoying like making these playlists with people and then as i'm editing the episode and i'm like you know putting everything together i'm actually i go through and i just listen to the playlist in full so i'm very excited to hear to hear this and hear the playlist as a whole um all right so for my uh let's see one two three four five six seven for my last and final pick i'm gonna choose um i had a stella donnelly song called old man which is I good i also have stella, stella donnelly but oh, i'm gonna wait. oh that's yeah, the already, one i had that's yeah, you, my other one you picked one um but i'm gonna not actually pick that because we already have some stella on the playlist i'm gonna kind of widen the, the horizons here for people I'm going to go with a song called Real Good Case of the Bads by Yucky Duster. Yucky Duster is a really cool band. They're very, um, very interesting band. They're like just really fun and really, really kind of poppy. And um, they're like a cool kind of like almost like a West Coast surfy kind of like uh, punk pop sound. Um, But Yucky Duster is a very cool band. So I'm going to add that song on here. And I think it fits into the white girl uh, indie category a little bit. Uh, it's not. It's kind of a little different from this playlist, but uh, I think people will enjoy it, and I think it'll make a good addition to the playlist. So, hell yeah! So there it is. We have uh, that's what fourteen songs. Uh, White girl indie. 
of this beautiful genre that me and Reggie both love. Um, it's, I think you guys are gonna love it too, man. It's 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 a good genre. It's a good, like I said, when I live at home, just cleaning my house, just relaxing by myself. It's such a good type of music to listen to. Yeah, some good. It's good rainy day tracks. You know? Great rainy day tracks. Yeah, and that it really is. Yeah, great rainy day tracks, and um, yeah, it'll make you wanna you know, it'll make you wanna brew some tea, and just reminisce on on love past and and yeah. old old heartbreaks. It makes you just wanna like revisit your live journal. And <laughs> <laughs> it really does if, if, if this was if i was listening to this kind of music in like my live journal days i think i would have uh been doing some awesome posts yeah i never had one but i i know the the sentiment you know <laughs> i had one man i had one in like the prime of my emo phase and my username was actually uh used romance oh man combining the used and my chemical romance <laughs> uh... <laughs> and, I, and i put a little x between them too like use little x romance Oh man, that's that is good. That is good. I thought it was pretty. Of, I thought it was a lot good. Of feelings. A lot yeah. of feelings. <laughs> I was used up, and you know, such a sad fourteen-year-old. It's a, it's a sad age to be fourteen. It is, man. Everyone hates their parents, you know. I um. So one thing I want to start doing as well, Reggie, on this podcast that I haven't done so far, is I just want to give you a chance also to just give a quick shout out to just like something that you've been listening to in general. It doesn't have to be on this this topic or this uh, category of music, but like what's something that you're excited about that you just want people to hear and like know about? All right. So I, I, I got a couple things going. So um, if, if your listeners haven't really check out ungodly hour by, um, by Chloe X Haley, Ooh. that is a great album. Highly recommend it. And that's something I've been really listening to. Another thing that I'm really happy to be listening to is uh, Torrey Moi's Causers of This Instrumentals. I That's actually got to be like one of my top five albums, Causers of This. It, it, was, it was so important to me in a part of my life. And it's something that I keep on coming back to. And it's just really fun to have the instrumentals. So that's, that's something I'm just like so happy to like have and like listen to. The other thing I'm listening to is uh, "City Unlock" by the the City Girls. They're like they're from they're from Opalaka, so oh. you know, like you know, as as a as a Miami boy, I need to like show up for I need to show up for 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 the culture. I need to show up for Miami for the 305. So hell yeah, Opal, Opalaka City Flea Market. Uh, shout out. Yeah, and Dirty. then um, <laughs> God, I, I got so much stuff that I'm just like currently. Li- oh. If if your listeners haven't, or if you haven't, Ruben, the Fishmans. The Fishmans. Yeah, the Fishmans are a very important Japanese band, and uh, if you ever listen to any song of theirs, make sure it's Baby Blue. The uh, Fishmans, Baby Blue. It's okay. such a great song. That's something I always revisit. And um, what is that? That's four. What am I at four? That's like yeah. That was that's four uh, shoutouts. Uh, I guess just to make it a nice number five. Uh, the last thing I'm like really into is um, uh, something I highly recommend. Uh, just video game music in general. If I were to recommend any, it'd be the Street Fighter Third Strike soundtrack or nice. the Outrun original soundtrack. Both are fantastic. The Outrun music was made specifically for to emulate driving 
like Ooh. so if you wanted like a driving track the outrun original soundtrack outrun was a arcade game uh from back in the day all you have to the, the whole purpose of the game is driving it's not a racing <laughs> game and like um street fighter third strike soundtrack is so rich and like dynamic and like it plays it so many genres and the composers of that sound of that soundtrack were so adventurous highly recommend it so that's those, awesome man those, those are, are that's what i'm really fucking with music wise nice those are good shout outs and yeah it, the way i see it too is like if anyone makes it this far into the podcast you know they're they're true music lovers and i'm sure they'll appreciate suggestions like that and i always do so i wrote them down and i'm going to check out give me a lot of homework today but check out all five of those recommendations. I got the Reed Miles to look up. I got the Ryochi Sakamoti. That was a nice album artwork to look at. I got a lot of stuff to do here. So um, it's been fun. Reggie, where can people find you on social media, man? So you can find me on my podcast, Jibber Jabber with Reggie. Spotify and iTunes are the most prominent places you can find that. I also have two Instagram accounts, Jib Jab with Reggie. That's R-E-G-G-I-E. And uh, Black Dadaist, that's B-L-A-C-K-D-A-D-A-I-S-T. You can find me there. Um, you can hit me up through there, and you can give my podcast to listen to. Like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. It's a great and, podcast, uh, yeah. and it was fun being on your podcast. And, um, yeah, man, it was great to have you on today. Thanks so much for, for coming and making this playlist. And uh, we just made a white girl indie baby, and it's going to be immortalized, and people are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy to have made a baby with you. If I could do it with anybody, um, I'm glad it was with you. So it'll, it'll survive the apocalypse. All right, Reggie, thanks so much, man. Have a great one. Talk you to you too. soon. Have a great one. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. See you.